You are now listening to What the Hell, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 48 of What the Health. I'm your host, Lena Lahiri, and today I am joined by Jerry Aris to talk all about gut health. Jerry is a gut health nutritionist who specializes in supporting the gut brain access and mental health through a holistic approach and evidence-based nutrition. She incorporates nutrition and diet with stress management tools, lifestyle practices, and supplements. She helps people repair their gastrointestinal tract by helping them find the root cause of their digestive issues ranging from IBS, GERD, indigestion, colitis, and Crohn's. Jerry's mission is to educate, guide, and empower her clients on their health journey from a non-judgmental place. Her ultimate goal is for her clients to be free from pain and discomfort so they can live a healthy and vibrant life. I'm so happy to have her on. Welcome to the show, Jerry. Thank you for having me. It's really nice to connect. I'm really, really excited and happy to be here. Yeah, well, it's a pleasure to have you on too. So to begin our podcast, I'd love for you to give us a little bit of background about you, your personal story, and how you got into this field of work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So my personal story and my health journey started when I was a little girl. At age 11, I got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. Mm. Um, I actually almost died. um, And I was so sick. Um, It started off with like just like going to the bathroom a lot um, and having like IBS and just um, issues and wasn't able to eat like many, many things. And then it just ended up getting worse where I started to have blood coming out mm-hmm. um, and, it, and then going to the bathroom more excessively many more times. And, and then essentially I had lost so much blood that I um, ended up in the hospital and I had to get a blood transfusion. So like mm-hmm. I almost died. Right. Um, so, yeah. So then that was the, the beginning journey of my, my, uh, my gut health issues. Um, and uh, uh, being in the hospital for about a month that they ended up diagnosing me with ulcerative colitis. And then from then on that, from then there, um, I basically was in and out of the hospitals during my teens and my early twenties with flare ups, um, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, it kind of really just ruins your whole entire life. Like Mm. it just disrupts everything. Right. Um, and yeah, basically I, um, ended up seeing a naturopathic doctor in my mid twenties where I was like, I can't do this any much longer. Is this what my quality of life is going to be in and out of hospitals with flare ups and medication? Um, so I ended up seeing a naturopathic doctor that basically changed my life forever. He helped me basically heal my leaky gut and, um, restore my gut completely, um, just by natural, things that he was doing. And, and I actually totally became a big believer in, mm. uh, I believe that Western medicine has its place. Absolutely. Uh, and I do also like the natural medicine world as well. They, everything has a place and it, it's time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the Western medicine saved my life, the natural empathic medicine and the natural medicine has helped me, um, repair, heal and prevent because today I am pretty much been in remission for 13 years Uh, yeah zero medication and very little to none no gut health issues um that's fantastic 
Yeah, but I've worked for like 20 years to get to the place that I am today. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit about my background and my health journey. So yeah. Can you tell our listeners, can you explain what is colitis? Yeah, ulcerative colitis is basically ulcerations in the large intestine, the sigmoid colon and the lower large intestine. Um, and basically what happens is the, um, the lining of the, the intestine starts to get inflamed and irritated and it starts to shed and you start to bleed. And it's like little ulcers around in the sigmoid colon and the large intestine. So yeah, that's, that's basically what it is. And um, yeah, and it's very painful yeah. <laughs> when you have flare ups. Um, very, very painful, very hard to eat, very hard to, to focus and live a normal life because you just feel so much pain. That's so, so tough. Like as a child yeah. going through that, Hey, yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's quite traumatic, right? Yeah, um, it is uh, quite traumatic. And I, and I realized the connection uh, between the emotional body and, and, and gut, the gut in the emotional body. Um, I was in a, under a tremendous amount of stress when I ended up in the hospital um, in regards to my parents, like they were had, had a very tumultuous, very um, unhealthy marriage. They're divorced now and they're friends, which is great. But um, throughout the whole time when they were having their issues, I, you know, I was taking on everything. And that's why I feel like 100% I ended up in the hospital from like the tremendous amount of stress that mm. was going on. Mm. So yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm really happy I'm, <laughs> I'm well today. So and yeah, for sure. And something you know, as severe as colitis for you to be in remission. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, to not have the gut health problems. You know, that must that must be really inspiring for you to want to empower other people to not stay stuck in this place. Yeah, a million percent. Um, I find that because I did so much work, I have very little to no gut health issues now, but but I, I can relate. And I all I want to do is like from the bottom of my heart is like help others understand and help others get better um, and just share to the world how I did it, like what worked for me. And, and we're all bio individual. Everything, mm-hmm. every, everyone is going to have something like that's different about them that's going to work different than all other people right it's not one size fits all but like I feel like there is a light at the end of the tunnel that people can can get a handle of their gut health um our body and our guts are very forgiving Mm. um and we can get to a place where we're healthy um we just got to find out what really works for us our triggers and all that like a whole holistic approach um to get healthier and better Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that our bodies are very forgiving. That is a very good mantra to have because, you know, we're, we're made, we're made to believe that our bodies are not resilient, you know, and that we constantly need to intervene with all of these really drastic things. And sometimes we do, sometimes we do. Um, but you know, the body is pretty amazing what it does. So I'm wondering what are some of the most common digestive issues that you see when working with clients? Um, for me, the people that come to me are a lot of people have like IBS symptoms mm-hmm. that are like, I have diarrhea, constipation or gassy, I'm gassy, I'm bloated, but they say to me, but I don't have any issues with food. I feel like, like, you know, 
it's that them not really knowing um, what is triggering them um, in terms of like what foods, but also what food sensitivities or food intolerances they may have Mm -hmm. because they don't see sometimes immediate, sometimes it's all over the place because sometimes they'll feel good when they eat something. And then maybe a week later they'll eat the same thing and feel, and they don't put the two and two together. Mm -hmm. Um, So really trying to help them pinpoint their food sensitivities and intolerances and like what is happening in their body, finding the root cause. Um, I see a lot of that, um, a lot of that, and obviously gut inflammation, um, because when one has a food sensitivity or intolerance, it does damage the gut, right? Mm-hmm. And without you really realizing, if you don't, if you're not aware of that, you can go on this cycle and keep damaging it more if you don't start to like figure out what triggers you. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. What's, how do you go about helping people figure out what food sensitivities they have? Like, are there tests? Is elimination diet the best? What, what do you suggest? Absolutely. I do have a program that I partnered up with a doctor, Dr. Kimberly Nelson. Um, we partnered up together. I'm a, a brand affiliate for her. And she has a program that we work together with where it's an el- elimination diet. So okay. we try to pinpoint like where your food sensitivities and tolerances are. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and pinpointing that out and then trying to restore the gut and putting back those foods that are going to really like make you become thriving um, with your gut microbiome. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, so there's, there is testing as well, but I'm not in my scope of practice. um, I can suggest them. Absolutely. There are gut microbiome tests that you can have um, done as well. So yeah. In your opinion is getting something like blood work done for food sensitivities, going to be better than doing an elimination diet or is elimination diet kind of like the gold standard? What, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are I love to use all the tools that I can get my hands on, like a whole holistic approach. I like, if you you can do the blood work, that's fantastic. You can do your, um, your, um, your stool testing, fantastic. Um, and also working with food, um, to find out where your triggers and intolerances are all of it. I encompass like a whole holistic approach. The, the better, the, the more tools, the more data, the more you can like pin down things, of what's going on for mm-hmm. sure. Can That's- you touch on, on stool tests a little bit? Like what would be the benefit of someone getting a stool test done? So um, definitely, um, depending what's going on, but um, there is one called Calprotectin that helps a lot with people with IBD to um, measure inflammation. Um, so that's one. And also there's other tests that, that can be done to see um, biodiversity of your mm-hmm. gut um, and as well as like overgrowth and stuff like that, um, SIBO. And so there, yeah, so there's different tests that can measure many different things. So yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you work, um, you incorporate supplements. Mm -hmm. What are some of kind of the best supplements that you can think of offhand that aid in gut repair? For sure. Um, I would say my go-to for gut repair is any anti-inflammatory supplement, um, to help bring down that inflammation, uh, glutamine to heal and seal your lining, um, there are, you know, what else do I use? Um, a lot of anti-inflammatory supplements. Um, uh, what else? Collagen. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that strongly like to, to, to have that L-glutamine to repair. Um, 
what else? Um, deglycerating licorice is another good one. And aloe, aloe leaf is another mm-hmm. one for inflammation and mm-hmm. healing and sealing. So stuff like that. Yeah. 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 In if for anti-inflammatory supplements, like what kind of anti-inflammatory supplements would you say? Um, I would say most definitely turmeric, curcumin. Um, I'm just trying to think of other ones, the ones that I take, like there's a bunch of them that I have. Like I I take this one called, um, what's it called? Called Zyflament, which has like rosemary. It has um, turmeric. uh, What else does it have in there? Um, I'd have to think, I can't really think of the top of my head, but yeah. Yeah. There's a whole, holy basil is another one that's really good for you. So yeah. 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 So. Yeah. What are your thoughts on mushroom complexes? Mushroom complex, I take it myself. Yep. Um, I find that it does definitely support like an immunity. Um, it's a good source for your gut bacteria as well. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely very, very, very good for your gut. Um, and then just also helping with anxiety. Um, so yeah, the mushrooms for me, I'm just like, yes, like totally big fan of, of mushrooms. I, I do like, a, I do a blend, um, uh, of like reishi, maitake, shiitake and all that. So yeah, yep. good source of, uh, prebiotic fiber for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. I've just started yeah. on, on the mushroom train. I tried yeah. it like long ago and at that time I didn't know I had SIBO. And so everything yeah. just hurt my stomach. And when I finally got that diagnosis, uh, which I'm still going through treatment right now, um, it was just like, it felt so good to finally like have confirmation of like, I don't just have IBS because IBS can be so many different things, right? Yeah. Yeah. So multifactorial, so many Um, things. But I'm on the mushroom train now. I, I take my cordyceps for performance and reishi for stress and lines made for mental health and yes, I'm all over it. Yes. Yes. And there is, which one is the one there's another type of mushroom that's in my blend. That's really good for, um, IBS as well, but I just can't think of the name of it right now. Mm, is it turkey tail? Uh, yeah. I think it's turkey tail. Very good for digestion. Turkey yeah. tail. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very good for the gut. Turkey tail. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say are some of the things that people do on a daily basis that inhibit their gut health? That they do on a daily basis that inhibits. Um, so I guess maybe poor si- like signs of poor gut health. Um, uh, definitely like if you were like eating processed foods, um, if you're drinking too much alcohol, um, adding too much sugar to your diet, um, Stress is a big factor, right? Um, a huge factor that can inhibit your gut health. Um, it just basically just shuts down digestion mm-hmm. um, completely. And, and it, it also increases the secre- these juices where it, like secretion, secretion juices where it also helps you, I mean, not helps you, it makes you go to the bathroom. So like stress will cause like diarrhea and all of that. So um, yeah, and I just think that not exercising as well to keep your digestion going, going smoothly. Um, yeah. And maybe not even having like a great diverse variety of plants in your diet, not enough fiber, mm-hmm. um, will definitely cause some issues, um, in terms of maybe loose stools, constipation. So yeah, things like that, I'd say. 
Let's talk about dietary fiber because that's, it's super important. Um, Can you talk about the role that dietary fiber plays in digestion and why we're not getting enough of it and how to get more of it? Yeah, absolutely. So fiber is that sort of that roughage that foods have, that's that plant structure. Um, And the role that it does, it it helps really uh, for us to have really healthy bowel movements. Um, it supports like every aspect of your body. It helps with like hormone health and getting rid of excess, excess, extra estrogen, mm-hmm. uh, cardiovascular health. Um, yeah. So it definitely helps like to have like, uh, it helps our intestines so that we have thicker mucus wall in our gut so that we even have a more robust immune system as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it definitely helps, um, with weight loss and digesting your food and all of that as well. Um, I find that like maybe the population, we get maybe 10 to 15 grams of, 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 of fiber a day, which is really, really low. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, considering it does so much for our body and our health, I find that like between 21 to 25 grams of fiber per day for women and uh, 30 to 38 grams of fiber for men. And that would be just for, healthy bowel movements if we want to have and we want to thrive we want to have like i say as much fiber as we can handle right the higher the higher the better for colon health and for so many other benefits so Mm -hmm. um sometimes too much fiber for sure can cause gassy bloating and uncomfortableness like being people being uncomfortable um so i always say like in my practice when people come to me i never like go straight out of the gates like i i start with okay let's calm down the inflammation in our gut in your gut let's um you know start eating foods that are going to be easy to digest to so we can get back everything on balance and, uh, and then slowly start increasing like fiber and different things. So same with like fiber itself. Like if you're going to be having like a ton of fiber right away, definitely can cause issues. So you want to go, sl- go slow, right. And increase mm-hmm. little by little. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah. And I also think that the quality of fiber that we have is super important as well. Um, as opposed to, you know, you want to have, like, you don't want to have like your refined white rice, your, your breads and stuff like that. You want to have good sources, like rich sources, like quinoa and then your whole grains, like, and um, yeah, like your nuts, your lentils and stuff like that, like good rich sources. Mm-hmm. So the quality also does matter. It really does. Yeah. I was looking at my um, package of amaranth. Yeah. It's, it was crazy amount of fiber. There's like 15 grams of fiber per quarter cup or half a cup I wouldn't eat half a, I don't know if I'd eat half a cup because it like it would be a lot yeah 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 high fiber yeah so the Super I, high fiber yeah so like if you can get high fiber foods in your diet like it's yeah fantastic right like um even for myself I've noticed I've been transitioning myself to more plant-based diet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um with my culture like we eat a lot of meat um and if you don't have meat it's not it's not a meal but I don't I don't judge other people's food philosophies. I'm open to whatever. And I work with people with whatever they feel comfortable with. But for me, I've noticed even me transitioning more to a plant-based diet. Even my gut has even gotten even better. My, you know, like even so much better. So yeah, fiber is where it's at. <laughs> yeah. What are yeah. some of the, what are some of the most common food sensitivities that you see with clients? Uh, most definitely like gluten 
uh, dairy and uh, like wheat, so gluten to wheat and wheat. Um, those are kind of the common ones mm-hmm. that I tend to not to see the most. People. Yeah, the most yeah. that people have a lot of trouble with is dairy and wheat. Why so, do you think that is? Uh, for dairy and wheat, I think for 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 dairy, I'd say people may not realize that they may have an, a, a sort of an issue with digesting the sugar or the protein. So mm-hmm. we have to figure out what's happening there. Um, and also dairy is quite inflammatory. Um, I was reading an article a while back in regards to the milk and dairy and how much pus it actually has as well, um, mm-hmm. a big percentage of it. So it causes a lot of mucus. Um, it's very hard to digest. The, 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 the milk molecule of a cow per se is really big compared mm-hmm. to, you know, other milks um, like goat or sheep cheap right so easier um but and then and in terms of the gluten or the wheat like the gluten i'd say like a lot of it too like i find that there's more gluten in um a lot of grains than they were back in the day so people are having a lot of like issues with it right Mm -hmm. um genetically modified um heavy pesticide herbicides um Mm -hmm. so it causes a lot of like just inflammation and just issues and stuff like that I yeah. find yeah, yeah I was I had um uh a naturopath on and and she was saying you know well this was her thought she said it's not so much maybe the wheat as it's the glyphosate and of course she's she's based out of the U.S. Yeah. that could be causing the issues and you know gluten yeah. is inflammatory so it's one of those things that if someone's having a lot of gut issues. I don't like to be extreme and say you can never have this, but like if you're having right. gut issues and you haven't yeah. tried cutting out gluten and dairy, like maybe try. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a great way to find out like what's really happening is like eliminating everything and then reintroducing because it not, it's not necessarily doesn't mean that you'll always have to be free from those. Mm-hmm. You may be able to have little amounts, um, but you're, you're got it right there in, in regards to the glyphosate. Um, a lot of stuff is sprayed with that stuff now with the mm-hmm. glyphosate and it, it's, it wreaks havoc on the gut. It acts as an antibiotic on your gut. Um, yeah. So it just displaces so many other minerals in the body as well. Um, glycine for one of them and just other minerals as well. So yeah, like you just wreak a lot of havoc. So mm-hmm. And it's tough because, you know, you want to encourage people to eat organic, but it's expensive. It is. Right. So what, what do you suggest with your clients who can't necessarily afford to eat, you know, all of the, the grass fed meat and eating the organic, like is, is something better than nothing? Um, yeah, I mean, we don't, don't have, like I say to my clients that sometimes that some of them are on budgets and I'm like, these are the ways to like, um, be able to eat healthy on a budget, like go to your bulk section. Um, you don't have to buy everything organic. There's the clean 15 and the dirty list. So I follow that too. Like, I'm like, what can I buy that I don't have to get organic. Right. Um, I try to buy organic as much as possible, but it's not possible for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. So having those tips of like, um, you know, you can buy certain things at the dollar store, even the Dollarama, they have nut milks, they have a lot of chia seeds, organic chia seeds for cheap, mm-hmm. right? So knowing where to shop 
to maximize your budget and your your groceries um, and, and following the, the clean 15 dirty dozen list of not having to always buy everything uh, organic. And I say, even if you transition a little more to plant-based, eating more plant-based in the week um, and minimizing your meat will save a lot of money on groceries um, and stuff like that. But yeah, that's kind of what I yeah. suggest. Yeah, mm -hmm. plant-based. I mean, you think about yeah. your grocery bill and majority yeah. of the money either goes to dairy, like cheese and, and all of that, like cheese is expensive yeah. and, and meat. If you want high quality meat, it's extremely expensive. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about eating a plant-based diet and, and how someone could start to incorporate more of that? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I was just going to just say to, to that point that you said about the meat, um, if you're going to have meat, I'd say try to have good sources of meat, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to have it right once in a while, um, have it without antibiotics, without hormones, make sure it's a uh, grass fed or, you know, um, you know, well, the animals well taken care of mm -hmm. ethical mm -hmm. and all of that. Right. Um, but yeah, no transitioning to a more plant-based diet is, um, very, very good in so many ways. There's so much research that's been done on a plant-based diet of how it supports so many parts of your health to like to, to like everything even longevity right so um yeah i just say um try to incorporate more like have at least four times a week um plant-based i i find that like having a diversity like our microbiome is so diverse right mm -hmm. we have uh you know trillions of bacteria um we have all we it's it's an ecosystem mm -hmm. so the more that diverse you eat of like different plants and fruits and vegetables the better it's going to be for your gut health for mm -hmm. your immunity um so yeah i think that incorporating a more of a plant-based diet is just supreme for people to be able to to thrive with their yeah. gut health with yeah. their gut health what happens yeah. when someone comes to you and they have ibs or SIBO or a bunch of gut issues where they've become really fearful of adding in that diversity of plant foods and fibers because everything seems to trigger them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's been happening a lot to a lot of people. I see that as well. People are scared to eat. People are scared of food, scared of what it's going to cause. And I, I like to like really educate my clients and be like, let's just find the root cause. Let's calm things down and let's slowly play with what's happening here and introduce this and see, and even like FODMAP foods, which mm -hmm. are the fermentable parts of our, our, our fruits and vegetables. Um, high FODMAP foods, foods can cause a lot of issues for people, but once you take things out and you start healing that damaged gut, a lot of people don't have issues having those foods and yeah. sometimes you need to monitor the dose because someone might have be able to have like a quarter of a garlic piece as opposed yes. to like you know two garlic cloves or something right so mm -hmm. playing with that and just finding like to see where that issue is and doesn't necessarily mean you, you don't always have to take it out of your diet mm -hmm. so yeah. just not, but not to be fearful right of mm -hmm. eating these foods down the road yeah so. and start and start slowly you know, yeah. adding yeah. one thing at a time, if I hear what you're saying correctly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Start slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the dose really does make the poison, right? You mm -hmm. could, you know, you could have a food that triggers you, but maybe you have a little bit of it once a week and it doesn't trigger you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, and that's what I find for me, like in regards to someone. Oh, I think someone had asked me, are there any foods that um, that bother me? And I'm like, um, for the most part, no, um, because I've done so much work on my gut. But I find that if I eat too much gluten, right, I, I do get crampy and bloated and IBS. Um, mm -hmm. So I can have it once in a while without having any issues. But it's when I start to do too much of it, even the yeah. dairy, like I get stuffed up and I get like. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, it's about balance. It's really mm -hmm. about that balance, right? And mm -hmm. and you're right, the dose does does matter. Yeah. And you know, like for me, there because I study psychology and I've mm -hmm. studied nutritional psychology, there has to be a balance because you don't want to become so fearful and you know, orthores orthorexic. Right, right, where you're completely focused and, and you're creating stress and that's not helping digestion. No. But there, there are just some foods that are not going to sit well with people. And mm -hmm. if you don't address them, you know, hopefully with the help of a practitioner, if you can afford it, um, it's yeah. really hard to, to get past that where you can go and enjoy some of those foods that aren't a, a normal part of your diet. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If you don't really address that, then you're damaging it more having more damage right so mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's yeah people can be fearful and yeah. that's unfortunate like hopefully it starts to drop off and people are not so fearful of food because mm -hmm. there's so many um high fat foods that are so so very good for you prebiotic mm -hmm. foods like your garlic your onions your leeks your um all those prebiotic foods um but on the other side of the coin if you have a damaged gut of course it's going to cause issues mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. So, but they're very healthy for you on the other side of the coin, mm -hmm. right? So, so it's yeah. not the food. It's the fact that you have yeah. a gut that's damaged that needs healing. And then you'll probably be able to eat those foods. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know a yeah. lot of people kind of want to just go straight to the supplements and they don't want to address the causative factors. They don't yeah. want to address food sensitivities. They don't want to address stress. They don't, don't want to do that. So what would your advice be to to someone who's skeptical that's saying like, oh no, those foods don't bother me. So I'm just going to continue on and just take a supplement. Like, what would you say? Oh, wow. <laughs> because I'm like, because I work on a holistic approach. Um, I mean, wherever that person's at, I meet them where they're at. My, my way is let's just, uh, let me help educate you as best as I can. And then you can make your decision. Um, I don't find, I find that it's not one way though it's not just the food it's not just addressing the stress it's not it's like it encompasses everything yeah. and you know and, and I always respect my clients whatever they choose and again like I said for me it's about educating them as best as I can um with the knowledge that I learned in school um and then it's up to them but then at one point like they may see some relief which just supplements but then maybe after a while some stuff might not work and you gotta address other aspects of it so and I tend to find that it, that kind of usually does happen, right? It's like mm -hmm. a whole a holistic approach. Yeah. It really yeah. has to be. Like, I don't, I don't think there is any other way to heal. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you would do it, right? <laughs> yeah. So if someone, if you were giving someone advice that's just starting out, what are some kind of basic everything, everyday things that they could do to improve their gut health? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say most definitely. Uh, so you want to like, like I said, it's a whole holistic approach. So eating a diverse 
diet, lots of like diverse plants and fruits and veggies to be able to thrive with a good, strong gut. Um, obviously addressing your triggers and your intolerances and making sure you heal that gut first before you can do that. Um, and then making sure that you have good stress tools to help you because um, there's a lot of research that's been done that stress is a major cause mm-hmm. of like IBD, IBS and a, mm-hmm. a bunch of other things, right? Um, so I'd say like we all have stress. We're never going to be able to get away from stress. It's what we do with that stress that really matters because it really does help with maximizing your gut health. If you are stressed and you don't have those tools, you're going to be in that fight or flight mode, which is going to cause inflammation. It's going to, uh, it's going to like um, impair your digestion, right? Um, cause you to go to the bathroom. But when you have those tools of how to deal with it, it really does make a difference in your body from putting it from the, the parent, sorry, the sympathetic to the parasympathetic, the rest is digest and calming that body down. So having that tool um, and most definitely not eating processed foods, um, making sure you have um, fermented rich foods in your diet. So just a whole diverse diet like that um, to maximize your gut health. Um, What else would I say? What Um, What are some stress management tools that you could give our listeners, even just like one or two. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I'd say uh, deep breathing is a big one. Like I love diaphragmatic breathing. I Mm -hmm. love it, love it. Like I'm stressed, I I have another job, like I work full time outside of my nutrition business. And when I'm stressed, I I do the deep breathing and it really, Mm -hmm. really does help. Like I I can say, I can attest to it. I'm sure you can as well. Yeah. Um, so deep breathing, meditating, uh, making sure that you exercise, making sure you have like good quality sleep. Yes. That's another one to, re- to be able to repair your gut, to heal your body. I find that when I don't get good quality sleep my next day, if I, if I have a hard day, I can't handle things, right? I, I, I things I get irritated really easily or I'll um, shoot for grabbing sugar or yep. crap crap foods that are going to just make me feel worse, good in the moment, but worse in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting that good quality sleep, um, exercising, making sure you stay hydrated. So all those sort of things. Uh, laughter. Laughter is a big one too. Mm. A big stress reliever. Laughter. Yes. Yes. Oh. I, uh, I wow. recently joined TikTok. <laughs> I, I, did, I yeah, didn't think awesome. I was going to, but I decided because on my platform, you mm-hmm. know, like with Instagram, I'm, I'm fairly serious, right? Like it's all business. It's talking yeah. about nutrition. It's talking about psychology. It's talking about my podcast. And so <laughs> I thought I'd create a TikTok account as a way for me to relieve stress and to just find humor. So I like, I just do funny videos. I know that you saw the one with my husband. I loved it. I loved it. That was just brilliant. So yeah, so that's, that's fantastic. I'm really glad you joined TikTok. I'm still trying to on the, fa- on the fence. I'm like, ah, I don't know. Right. Um, but, but laughter, like, like, like I said, going back to it, like it's just such a great stress reliever and mood and everything. So Mm-hmm. yeah it's all those like daily things that aren't sexy where you're like sleep <laughs> exercise <laughs> meditate <laughs> breathe and people are like give me a magic pill you're like that is the magic the magic pill. pill yeah I know it seems so like simple and simplistic right when I tell people yeah one thing you can really do is just breathe <laughs> they're like yeah like, I'm like just breathe like you don't realize how much chemical stuff is happening in your body in a good way when you're just breathing deeply, um, 
how amazing it is mm-hmm. on every aspect. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. 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 One thing, you know, with, with the belly breathing for me, you know, I think we've grown up in a culture that's, I grew up with a family member always telling me to suck in my stomach. And it was just like, that's, that's just what she did. Um, she meant it, I guess, in as good a way as possible. Um, but it was always just like suck in your tummy, suck in your tummy. And I heard that from the time I was 12 years old. Wow. when, when you do that, when you talk about that or say that to someone, what you're really saying is like, restrict your breathing. <laughs> don't yeah. breathe properly, yeah. right? Like don't be happy with yourself. Don't breathe properly. Right. And we have this society that walks around that they don't breathe properly. A, because they're afraid of what they look like. B is because they're so stressed out. C, they just don't even know that they're, they're not breathing properly. Yeah. The shallow breathing, like the shallow breathing. <laughs> Yeah. So like diaphragmatic breathing has been a game changer for me. Me too. Me too. I find that um, I had a couple of stressful moments back a couple of months ago at work. And yeah, I was literally just breathing in and out deeply, like throughout the day. And that's what got me through it. Right. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So meditation. Yeah. Like you said, it takes you from that sympathetic to the parasympathetic. And if we're in the sympathetic, we don't digest our food. So IBS symptoms, everything's amplified. Yeah. Yeah. Diarrhea, going yes. to the bathroom, all of that. Right. Like it just stops those juices from doing what they need to do. And mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. big mess. So yeah. 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 Walking yeah. also like when, when you're talking about exercise, walking. Yes. Super underrated. Yeah. yeah I know. Right super underrated yeah walking like just getting out and getting fresh air even like getting out in nature getting out from where your environment is and just I swear I swear like whenever I go out in nature I like everything just falls and melts off Mm. like just being out and getting fresh air by being I love being by trees they're so so like comforting and make me feel so good so things like that that we don't even realize like okay get out just just go for like a five minute breather walk or whatever Yeah. Did you know that the patterns in nature, they're called fractals and they help us to get into our parasympathetic. They, they interact with our own psychology. Quantum physics. Yes. (laughs) Love. (laughs) Yes. I love all that science quantum physics. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That uh, does that. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, if what I hear you saying, it's like, it's, it really is the simple things and everything needs to be addressed, not just like, okay, I'll take a supplement because it's kind of symptomatic of our society. Even right now, just give me something and it'll go away. Mm -hmm. eh, Probably not. Yeah. I mean, short term couldn't Mm -hmm. definitely help, but I, in in the, in the end, you got to really address root cause Mm -hmm. in every aspect. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And even for myself, I found that with my condition, um, I only dis- I only really got better when I started addressing the the gut and the emotional body, meaning the emotions, the trauma, and that's when the power the the the, the PowerPoint like the, where I felt better and I started to go into remission is when I started addressing that because I was doing the diet I was I started with the diets and the supplements and mm-hmm. and and I still would get would get flare ups that still would, would end up in the hospital with these flare ups and I'm like okay well something more here right. Mm-hmm. that's the, what, what, how, how my journey went. Like I, I delved deeper 
and some people may not be ready right and and that's that's fine right mm-hmm. so but i think i don't think you can heal if you don't address those deep those that that's the that's the hard work it's easy to do a diet regimen or an exercise program yeah yeah i i agree i agree completely with what what you're saying is like you have to address it all to 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 be able to to heal (laughs) Mm -hmm. well i know that uh who's ever listening right now i'm sure Mm -hmm. they're gonna have a lot of food for thought yeah yeah exactly digesting all that (laughs) yeah so I like to end the podcast with some fun questions as you know if you've listened to any of the episodes so now you get to be the recipient of the fun questions okay first one if you're stranded on a desert island (laughs) and you could choose one food to eat for the rest of your life what would it be oh my goodness one food for the rest of my life on the island yeah um what do I really love I love bad food sometimes but I'm not gonna bring that uh like I love pizza yeah. but I'm not gonna you bring can pizza. make a healthy pizza you can make a healthy pizza you're right with like a cauliflower crust and a bunch of veggies let's say that oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> what is the best meal you've ever eaten best meal I've ever eaten hmm probably my mother's cooking she makes a killer, killer, it's called cazuela, which mm-hmm. is like this Chilean soup. And it's like chicken broth and it's, it's in broth and everything is just boiled and has like veggies and it's so hearty and it's just soup for the soul. Like mm-hmm. my mom's, my mom's cazuela. Like that's yeah. just, I can't get enough of it. We're having it tonight, actually. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. You're like, yes. <laughs> yeah that sounds good what is your favorite restaurant oh um I'm really digging like a lot of the uh, vegan restaurants lately because I've been transitioning over more um I was just recently maybe a couple months ago with before the closure here that happened in Calgary for the third time uh we were at uh the coop yeah oh I love that place so delicious the food their drinks everything and beachfront uh, hot pot so oh, good. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that one I really love a lot. And I want to definitely um, go out and check out more vegan plant based restaurants. But mm-hmm. got to wait. wait for now. <laughs> I know. Well, actually, they just announced. Did you did you hear the new announcements? Not yet. Oh, okay. They uh, he announced it at 1130. And June 1st, they expect to open like restaurants and hmm. Wow, that's a little scary, but exciting. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to. Think, I don't know what to think about that yet. I gotta. I gotta process. What are your thoughts? What do you? How do you feel about that? I I think I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> There's been yeah. a lot of promises and a lot of yeah no follow throughs. So I'll believe mm-hmm. it when I see it. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good way to to approach it. I think. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite travel destination that you've been to? Oh my goodness. I used to live in Dublin for three years. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I lived in Dublin for three years um, and I traveled all over Europe. And I'd say, oh, my top, does it say one? Can I say a couple? <laughs> a couple? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Par- Paris. Absolutely love Paris. Um, Germany. Mm. Uh, loved everything about Germany. And I ne- didn't expect, like, I wasn't expecting to go there to visit. But when I did, I was like, wow, just everything about it um New York yes New York and and California 
Mm, I'd say I haven't. Like, oh, where in California? Uh, I've been to San Fran. Yeah, me too. Uh, which I love. And I plan to go there hopefully in August if it all works out to San Diego. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'd say Paris, Germany, uh, New York. And Chile, which is where I'm from as well. But I, I love traveling. So it's very, I think that every country has something so amazing and beautiful that it's really hard to pick. But if those are the ones that I had to pick, I'd, I'd say those. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite binge watch television series right now, if you have one? Oh, my goodness. Um, what was I binge watching? Superstore? <laughs> never heard of it yeah it's just this funny quirky like comedy show um so I was binge watching that I do tend to watch like more Netflix now because like yeah. we can't go anywhere um so I've watched a lot of different shows but yeah Superstore is a funny one okay yeah. I'll have to check yeah, that yeah. out yeah it's, it's 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 good for you know like just mindless yeah what is the happiest moment of your life oh wow um you know, it's, it's very meaningful to me, but some people might think whatever, right? But I was married and I got divorced. Um, and I, for throughout my life, kind of like was a caretaker to a lot of people. And I never really got a chance to do things on my own as a teenager growing up where people go and travel and do independent things until later in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I ended up getting divorced, I ended up getting my own apartment by myself. And I had lived for my, by myself for the first time. And that, that was the, I remember still to this day, the feeling in like my heart chakra and my whole body and how happy I was that I got this apartment in this place, like this neighborhood that I really loved and out in Aspen. And I was just ecstatic. And I just still remember that happiness mm. of, of like me being independent and like, yeah. you know, and, and experiencing this, having this experience, um, that maybe it doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people like you know when they first move out like whatever but yeah that was just can never I'll never forget the feeling I felt so oh that's wonderful yeah and what advice would you like to leave our listeners with in regard to health um yeah I would say don't put off your health um it's priceless you can never pay enough to have like if without your health you have nothing mm-hmm. and I've been there where I didn't have my health and I almost died and like it it, it every it means everything right um without your health you can't do anything mm-hmm. you can't have you can't work you can't have like proper relationships it consumes everything so I'd say take care of your health mm-hmm. like it don't abuse your body uh, it's a gift to be able to exercise. It's a gift mm-hmm. to be able to eat the things that we get to eat. Um, you know, um, the foods that we put into our body, um, the stress tips that we have, all of that, the whole holistic approach. It's like, it's a gift. So mm-hmm. don't abuse it. And, and um, yeah, just take care of your health because it's all we've got. Right. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And where can people find you? Absolutely. Um, I'm most active on Instagram. Um, so it's just, uh, gut underscore nutritionist is my mm-hmm. handle. Um, they can also go to my website, which is just, uh, jerryaris.com. So G E R I A R A U S.com. They can find me there. Yeah. Those are the two places that are most, that are most active is Instagram and then yeah. my web. And my you, web. Um, yeah. you have a program that, that you're coming out with. 
I do. Yeah, I have a I have a program that I've had for a while since last okay. year. It's, it's my eight week gut healing program. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that program starts every month and I encompass everything. I uh, There's phases of what I go through um, the beginning phases, like, you know, calming down inflammation and addressing stress and all those kind of tools and then gradually get into uh, different aspects of, you know, um, the gut health, depending what each person has you know, I, I tailor everything and individualize everything to that person mm-hmm. and work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just definitely gives you tips on, on a lot of things like, um, with, regarding gut health, um, basics 101, um, yeah, whole holistic approach. Wonderful. So. And they can find all of that on either Instagram or your website. Absolutely. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah. so much for coming <laughs> on the show today. You're so knowledgeable. It was so lovely to have you on to formally meet you. And, and I hope that everyone who is listening is really going to take what you've said seriously and not, not delay getting healthy or putting off their health any longer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. Um, so, so very honored to be here. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. Stay tuned for future guests coming on, which I'm super excited about. And remember, you are powerful over your health.